0: Welcome to another edition of the Bible News. During the past two weeks, the world's attention has been focused on the devastating 7.0 magnitude earthquake in Haiti that has killed as many as 200,000 and left 1.5 million people homeless. Images of the devastation have flooded the media of the Western world. Images of death and destruction, of heartbreaking sadness, as a nation is completely brought to its knees. A huge humanitarian relief effort has been organized. As the world grapples to contemplate the devastation that has gripped the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere and tries to make sense of it all, we turn to the Bible. Often people tend to subconsciously consider natural disasters as a kind of divine judgment against specific victims. Christ was presented with a similar notion and his response is recorded for us in Luke chapter 13 verses 1 to 5. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering, said unto them, Suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all the Galileans, because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. Or those eighteen upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwell in Jerusalem? I tell you, no, but except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. Jesus dismisses the notion that natural disasters are divine retribution brought on by the moral condition of the victims. Rather, he points out that all mankind is in a tenuous position. Every single one of us lives under the sentence of death, and unless we turn around or repent, we will all likewise perish. Similarly, The whole world around us is in just as precarious a position as the poor people trapped in the rubble. Haiti's need is immediate, but this natural disaster brings into focus the frailty of human life and how much devastation there is around us every day. We live comfortable lives far away from the immediate crisis, but without the hope of the gospel, every one of our neighbors are strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world, as Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 tells us. We are all moved by compassion when we see the images of the helpless, the homeless, and the hopeless in this natural disaster. But what do we see when we look across the street? The young family that lives next door, or the old couple up the road, or the successful businessman, all completely oblivious to the hopeless situation they are in, and all facing the same fate. One of the notable events in the Haitian disaster is the lack of official help due to the complete destruction of hospitals and government infrastructure. Injured, dead, and dying, lying on the streets together. Often the people wandering around on the street are the only hope the victims have. If there was an earthquake in our neighborhood and we were all safely delivered, yet no government help could reach those around us, Would we not jump in and deliver our neighbors from certain death? No doubt we would be certainly moved by compassion. As the aid agencies flock to the crisis and hold out immediate life-saving aid such as food, water, medical supplies to the needy, Are we willing to shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life, as it's described in Philippians 2, verses 15 to 16, to those around us who are in an equally precarious situation, but don't even know it? As rescue crews rush to the rubble to extract those who are not able to save themselves, buried alive, do we rush to save those around us who are living under the imminent death sentence? Do we view our role and mission with the same importance, or are we unresponsive and indifferent to the fate of the families, young and old, who live all around us? We may be the only eternal relief agency available to them, the only source of the water of life and the bread from heaven. What are we going to do to ensure the aid we have at our disposal is delivered to those desperately in need? The apostle Peter's words about the end of the Jewish society leading up to AD 70 have great importance to us today as we stand on the edge of the dissolution of modern society. He draws an analogy between the collapse of the Jewish world of his day and a natural earthquake in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 7 and verses 10 to 13. He writes, "But the heavens and the earth which now are by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, Well, like Peter, we live at the end of an age which is about to be destroyed by a political earthquake, clearing the way for the establishment of a new society wherein dwelleth righteousness. So what manner of people ought we to be? We have witnessed an increasing number of disasters during the past few years, such as the tsunami in Indonesia and this Haitian earthquake. There have also been political and economic earthquakes. These are all a glimpse of the turmoil that is soon to descend upon the world. Frequency of such events seems to be increasing like the birth pangs that come upon a woman in travail. They get stronger and the distance between them becomes closer as the day draws near. Paul writes, But of the times and season, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are the children of light, the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Therefore let not us sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. First Thessalonians 5 verses 1-5 to Well, Daniel writes of a time of trouble such as never was since the world's a nation that will coincide with the deliverance of the nation of Israel and the resurrection of the saints in Daniel chapter 12. Zechariah describes an earthquake in chapter 14 verse 4 that will split the Mount of Olives in two, lifting Mount Zion above the surrounding mountains. Scientists have estimated an earthquake of this magnitude would register as a 10 on the Richter scale. Israel is located at the meeting place of the tectonic plates, and the chain reaction could level all buildings across the world higher than two to three stories. This will end society as we know it, bringing down the infrastructure that supports and undergirds corrupt governments as it did in Haiti, and preparing the way for the establishment of the righteous rule on this planet. Huge cities like Toronto have only a couple of days' food supply should the border between the U.S. and Canada close, let alone if all the highways were shut shut down uh, as the overpasses collapsed and closed off the city from the outside world. What would happen in your neighborhood without food, water, electricity, gasoline, natural gas or oil? How long would food supplies last when the refrigerators and freezers began to thaw out? How would people escape with no fuel on the highways that were rendered impassable? Where would they go? It will not be long before the apocalyptic images that we see in Haiti will be repeated and magnified all over the world. We know this is coming, along with terrible battles such as Armageddon. Well, how will your neighbors fare? How about the people you work with or go to school with? if we knew in advance of the impending disaster in haiti surely we would have warned the citizens to get out of their homes we are fully aware of the coming disaster on a far greater magnitude so what are we going to do about it if we truly have compassion or love for our neighbors we are bound to warn them about the situation the world is about to be plunged into and extend to them the invitation of the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of God, which is able to make them wise unto salvation. As people around the world ask the question, why, let us give them no reason to ask of us why we didn't warn them of the coming apocalypse the world is about to face. Like Noah's day, we don't expect a huge response. Noah is described in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, though, as by faith Noah being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, preparing an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. Well, we have been warned of things not seen as yet, and need to be equally moved by a healthy fear of what is coming, and become preachers of righteousness. The same way God is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, neither should we be. For the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, and the earth also and the works that are in shall be burned up. While the earth will not be literally destroyed, as described in First Peter 3 verses 9-10, to corrupt society as we know it will be dissolved. So let us have the same fervor as those who are struggling to save the lives of the Haitians and bring hope to the hopeless, to hold forth the word of life to those around us who are aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, having no hope and without God in the world. For the Bible in the News, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.